Hey friends, welcome to the Sunny in 65 podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Schultz, and today we are joined by someone very near and dear to me. She is one of my oldest friends and helped the gospel come alive to me for the first time. I pray that you enjoy my conversation with the one, the only, Abby Gonzalez. Why, hello, Abby, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Mads. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here. Oh, very excited to be here. Um, so this is my best friend, Abby Gonzalez. She is here in Omaha in the flesh. She is currently um, visiting me from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I am so happy <laughs> she's been here for the last 24 hours. Sadly, she has to leave soon, but we... Um, it's been the best 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Ugh, I love being with her in the flesh. I will go to my grave trying to convince her to move to Omaha and (laughs) praying that. But literally has been for the last three years. (laughs) Yep. Lord, please do your thing. Um, we've been best friends since middle school slash high school. Mm -hmm. Um, our best friendship truly grew deep and wide, I would say, towards the end slash after college, really. Yeah. Um, and it was entirely by God's grace, Mm -hmm. as we'll chat about later. For sure. Um, but Abby has been such a sweet gift from the Lord in my life. The Lord used her to help me understand the gospel and the importance Mm. of the gospel for the first time. She is so smart. She's wise. Sounded like you were saying praise God to your, you're so smart. No, 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 no. She's so smart. Praise God. (laughs) Um, but she's so smart. (laughs) She's wise, she's bold, she's humble, she's hysterical. Um, She's always sweetly and gently pointing me back to the gospel Mm. of Jesus. She has her master's in theology, and she'll hate that I'm telling you that. But the gal is smart and just humble and wise, and the Lord has just gifted her. She's truly impacted my walk with the Lord in a humongous way. And I look up to her in so many ways, and she Mm. inspires me daily and if you know her you just know that she's gold like i feel like whenever i talk to people about abby it's just like yeah she's just solid um but yeah i'm blessed to know this woman and i'm so happy that you're here so welcome wow that's very kind (laughs) i love you a lot thanks that was that was very kind (laughs) okay ab tell us just a little snippet of the background, a little bit about you, family, um, job, things that you think we should know. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, yeah. So I live in Minneapolis right now, but I was born and raised in Ankeny, Iowa. So same place as Mads, mm-hmm. um, haven't known each other. I mean, where friendship began in like middle school, high school, but we've yeah. known each other since we were little Yeah, because of shout out soccer, shout out soccer. and yeah played soccer together but so i'm um the baby of six kids so um in a big family grew up in a big family family of eight Mm -hmm. and um my parents love and follow jesus Mm -hmm. and so i think that was like a big thing growing up in my family was just seeing my parents walk with jesus like i'd wake up and see my mom like read her bible and like um in our household too just really my parents did a good job of even just opening up conversations for us to have honest conversations. So I just, I'm really thankful for even like how I grew up. And it, even though like grew up in a big family where we were open like that, and even like in their relationship with Jesus, really normal for us to like go to church and do things like my mom and dad both never like uh, pressured us Mm -hmm. into things. It was kind of just like, 
hey, this is what we value, but like, let us like have conversation. So yeah, I feel like if anybody knows me, they probably have heard me talk about my family because mm-hmm. I just love my fam and They're super amazing. thankful for, yeah, even just the gift that they have been in my life. And so, yeah, yeah, grew up in Ankeny. And then um, when I graduated from Ankeny High School, then I went to Iowa State University, um, went to school there for four years. And then, um, yeah. I was involved in, and I think we'll talk about uh, my story more, but pretty much God just did a lot in me in my walk with him in college. And so, um, yeah, started following, um, like actually walking with Jesus. I feel like in my relationship, like pursuing him in college, um, through salt company, which was like another gift. I feel like that God gave me in that. And then after college, I graduated and, had plans to move to New York and take a job there because I had had a previous internship. And then God just like, through other things that happened, just totally changed my heart to desire other things Mm -hmm. and ended up um, vocalizing some desires to work in ministry, which I didn't even know what that meant, to be honest, at the time. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny. But and then long story short, then I um, accepted a job to work for the college ministry that I was a part of in college salt company worked on staff for two years, um, in Ames there. And then last year moved to Minneapolis to, um, work on the same college ministry, but different church, different city, state, mm-hmm. whatever. So that's like a little bit like a flyover, yeah. Yeah. like home college. Yeah. Postgrad life now, whatever. Yeah. So awesome. yeah, it's fun. Can you tell us a little bit more about, how and when you met Jesus and maybe Mm. just specifically in college, maybe Mm -hmm. how that happened, if you remember, and maybe how your life changed after that or what that looked like. Yeah, totally. Totally. So like I said, grew up in, um, yeah, just a family where it was really normal to, it was a part of our life, like go to church, whatever. So, um, I feel like I like had heard the gospel. So the good news, of Jesus multiple times growing up. And, um, yeah, just from like the church that we went to and from my parents talking about it. Can I pause you for a second? Mm -hmm. And when you say you heard the gospel, can you just kind of share what, what Mm. that is? I I know this could be a whole podcast in itself, but (laughs) if someone's listening and you said you you heard the gospel growing up. Yes, totally. Sorry. I put you on the spot. Oh no, it's fine. (laughs) So the gospel literally translated is, the good news. It's good news of Jesus. So I think often when people hear the word gospel, they think about, well, they either one think about the Bible. Oh yeah. Like the gospel, the Bible, right. Or the gospel. Oh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, but actually like those are the gospels life of Jesus. And, but the gospel is pretty much all of the Bible preaches Christ. All of the Bible is the unifying story of the gospel, the good news of Jesus that basically says like, um, apart from Christ. So like from the beginning, we, because of our sin, we're separated from God. Mm-hmm. So there's actually like, before I place my faith in Jesus, there's nothing that I can do to be in right relationship with God. So God is holy, just righteous, big words to basically say, God, God is, God's perfect. Mm -hmm. And 
Romans tells us that all have fallen short in sin from the glory of God. And so actually all of humanity, we are unlike God where we are sinners and broken because of Genesis three, <laughs> because yeah. of um, Adam and Eve's sin. And, mm-hmm. and so we are all separated from, from God and there's nothing that I can actually do on my own to be in relation with God, which I mean, I'll later on tell in my story. Um, I think I lived that way for a long time. Yeah. Like I thought that, well, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing these things that people say like, oh, that that's big sin or that's mm-hmm. whatever. So I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. But actually like because of just the, because of like my inherent sin, like mm-hmm. I, I am separated from God. And so the gospel is translated good news because the good news, the gospel, um, the guy that I saw director in Ames currently, I worked for him for two years and when I was in Ames, he says the gospel in four words is Christ in our place. Mm-hmm. And so it's good news because it's not actually about what I can do for God because I can never be perfect enough yeah. to be in relationship with God, but it's everything that Jesus has already done for me and finished on the cross. Mm-hmm. And so the gospel is good news because because of that, because of Jesus actually through his life, perfect life, perfect death and resurrection and reigning victorious over sin. Mm-hmm. I now by grace through faith, like mm-hmm. I can say, okay, I believe that yes, I'm a sinner and admit my brokenness and neediness mm-hmm. and, and believe that in that admitting that and in saying I need a savior, I can then place my belief in Jesus who, yeah. who died on the cross for me and actually mm-hmm. bore the sin and be like drank the cup of wrath of God mm-hmm. so that through Jesus, I can have relationship with God. Yeah. And that's, that is stinking good yeah. news. Cause it's not about me. Yeah. Cause like, man, yeah. if it was, I know my private thoughts. I know yeah. me like we'd mess it up. Even now I know Jesus yeah. and like have been walking with him for just a little bit. And, yeah. and I still sin and I'm still broken, yeah. but the gospel still applies to me today, yeah. which I'm like, uh, so yeah. That's why it's translated good news, because yeah. it's good news. But, okay, so yes. you heard the gospel in college. Or, oh. or you had, you'd grown up reading yes. the gospel, but yes. it became personal, yes, real totally. To you. So I don't know if you guys have ever, or if you, you do know like the salvation bracelets, like the red, green, yellow, or yeah, yeah just yeah, has yeah, like yeah. different colors that basically tells the story okay. of Jesus. So my mom, Mama Gons, she had, <laughs> yes, love her. She had um, a fancy jeweled version of that. Mm. And one day, well, the only reason I honestly know the day is because Kelly Clarkson was singing in the background. <laughs> she Amazing. was the American Idol first season oh my finale. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. That's literally the only reason I would ever know the year is because of <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. Anyways, um, I asked my mom, like, hey, can you, like, tell me this again? Even though I already knew it, I was like, yeah. hey, you can tell me. And she just told me, probably more succinctly, like, what the gospel yeah. is, like, Christ in our place um, through the going through the colors on the bracelet. And for whatever reason that day, I was just like, man, I want that. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I'm broken. How old were you then? 11 or 12, something like that. Um, But yeah, so I had like been like, yeah, I, I want relationship with Jesus. And I was like, well, it's, it's not by what you do, but by the grace of God. So all you have to do is believe. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I want to believe. And so we just like, yeah, prayed together. And that was when, um, yeah, 
by the grace of God, he led me to repentance and Mm. yeah, just proclaimed belief and faith in Jesus. And then I would say that after that, like, I like had a little spurt of growth, like grew. Um, and just remember like started reading my Bible, uh, learning things, got baptized, whatever. Mm. Um, and then, um, I would say that in middle school, in high school, so my family switched churches. And I think in that switch, um, I just didn't have any community. I didn't have anybody around me that like loved and wanted to follow Jesus besides my family Mm -hmm. or besides like, yeah, people in my family. And so I just like fell out of community basically. And then also classic middle school, high school, you just get involved in a ton of things. And of all the things I was involved with, church and relationship with Jesus was not a priority other than like going to church on Sundays. Mm -hmm. And then that was pretty much it, whatever. And so I think that in middle school and high school, especially high school, just grew really complacent in my mm-hmm. faith. And I think part of that was like when I was in, um, yeah, early on, like I think like eighth grade, like started going to parties mm-hmm. like um, with my friend group and like basically just that was the start of what ended up being literally through all of high school of like I would – people knew – oh, Abby's a good Christian girl. Like yeah. they would attach Christianity yeah. with my name. Yeah. But I, little did people know, I was actually like not walking with Jesus at all. Yeah. Like I I was in a relationship where there is, it was just broken and then a lot of like sexual sin. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, it was like, well, I'm not having sex. Right. So I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> and like, totally. well, I'm not doing these things. It almost like me justifying yeah. it myself. Um, and... Because I wasn't pursuing like my own relationship with Jesus, wasn't literally never opened up my Bible, hardly prayed to God unless I needed something. Like, mm-hmm. I think I just grew numb to my sin. Yeah. And yeah, just complacent in in my faith. And I even look back on those years and I'm like, man, it's crazy though to even think about. I remember talking about God and having conversations with people totally. about who God is. And it's like, totally. well. Even though I was like literally walking in sin and walking yeah. in the dark, I'm like, I, God is so kind to use broken people still. And I'm yeah. praying that like, yeah, I think obviously, hopefully like people's, the testimony of Jesus wasn't ruined by like my lack oh. of character and faith, whatever, but like praying that God also used that time. And so yeah. I think just grew really complacent in my faith in high school. And then it wasn't until I went to college, um, freshman year. Um, I had, I went to Iowa state, knew about this college ministry called salt company, had heard about it. Um, I think my sister-in-law told me like, Hey, you should join this ministry. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I went into college again. Like, like I remember literally saying to myself, you'll probably laugh at this. I remember being like, Abby, you love sleep. Mom and dad aren't going to wake you up to go to church anymore. (laughs) So like, go, you got to do it and go on your own. Like that was like my thing, like go to church on Sunday. But then classic Abby got involved with everything going into school and like wanted to join a sorority and um, thought about like getting involved in Greek life. And this is another thing that's like so funny when I look back on it because it's like, oh, I totally wasn't following Jesus. But I literally remember like praying about that decision. Like, God, is Greek life where you want me to be like, and just felt the conviction of like, yeah, actually like. I knew that because I knew the stereotypes about Greek life. Like, mm-hmm. I knew what people said about it. Yeah. So I was like, do I want to be, like, associated with that? Yeah. But just felt like I was like, hey, I want you to be a light in a dark place. Mm. And wow. 
And so ended up like joining my sorority, which then freshman year, even though I knew about this college of ministry, I could probably count on, I don't know if I can even count on two hands, how many times I went to Saul Company. Okay. Um, I literally, there. so in the college of ministry, there's like the big gatherings on Thursdays. Yeah. And then there's like small groups that we called connection groups that mm-hmm. meet throughout the week. I literally, you'll laugh at this too. I remember tiptoeing past my connection group that I was supposed to no be way. in because I didn't go. <laughs> so I called myself inconsistent Abby freshman year. Yeah. Like I, I was just like, I was that just yeah. flaky turd. Yeah. And so basically that was me freshman year. And then um, basically freshman year, God, I mean, now that I look back was totally calling me back to him. And um, through that relationship that I was in um, ended up being a three and a half year relationship, but we had broken up and it was a pretty like, there was a lot of distrust and brokenness in that mm-hmm. relationship. And the ending was pretty like bad. Yeah. And um, I think God just like took that and literally even it was by the grace of God that it ended because it, yeah. it was just one of those situations where it was like, I can't keep being with you because yeah. of all these things. And, mm-hmm. um, and then it was then that like, um, I had kind of like that freed up space. And then I had already been felt like I was getting connected to my sorority. So mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, I've done these things. So now I want to like try out this thing with salt yeah. company. And it was sophomore year that I feel like God, that was the first year of like genuine, I think real growth in my life. Cause wow. God just, so in Romans, it says that God's kindness leads us to repentance, which I love mm-hmm. that word. And I think it's hilarious mm-hmm. because if anybody's been walking with Jesus, like, you know, repentance is hard. Yeah. Like, it's not fun to humble yeah. yourself and say like, oh, this is like yeah. how I, this is my sin. Mm-hmm. But it's God's kindness because when he actually leads us to become aware of our sin and brokenness, then the cross gets bigger and you see Jesus as more beautiful. Yeah. Like, man, I see my sin. I see new sin that I didn't even know yeah. was there. Yeah. But you still covered that. You still paid for that. You yeah. did not only pay for my sin, my present and past sin, but you pray for all my future sin too, Yeah, which means that I can actually with confidence and joy become more like Jesus. Yeah. And so that sophomore year, like just brought me to repentance of like, Abby, you say that you believe in me and you even will preach the gospel to people, but you live like a legalist, mm. which basically means like legalism is, um, the like living like even though I say that the gospel is everything that Jesus did and nothing that I did, I'm still doing things because mm-hmm. I don't actually believe that. Like I'm still yeah. trying to work and, and do things to be right before God. And so I think, yeah, basically it was like, oh, I should read my Bible. Oh, I should confess mm-hmm. my sin. Oh, I should live in community. And like, yeah, not because I have to do these things to be made right before God, but actually because that's what it means to grow in relationship with God. Mm. And so pretty much I would say like, yeah, came to know Jesus early on in life, but then like God just did a lot in college and, and there's like more of like what he's done since then, but just taught me like, oh no, Abby, this is how you have relationship with me. And not just what your parents do, what your family does, but like you and me kid, like Mm. you're my child and I want you to know me and you can actually do that in. So, yeah. Love that. Yeah. What are you passionate about? Mm. This is this is a good question. Well, okay, when I read when I read that and like even in you asking that question, honestly, french fries comes comes to my purse. 
Sounds odd. I'm really passionate about French fries. I love French fries. She's passionate about French fries and Bebop's people. (laughs) That's true. And then that's where the list ends. Yeah. No. no. Um, What am I passionate about? So I think even something that God has been doing in me in like the last couple of years, um, but really like the last year has even been um, revealing to me my passion for just people to know and walk with Jesus, honestly, which Mm -hmm. like is, yeah, such a gift to think about the job that I have because that's like literally what I get to do. And, um, but specifically even, I think just like, um, yeah, walking with even just women in their pursuit of knowing Christ and discipling them and, um, even just communicating God's word, like Mm -hmm. to, like, I love like just like opening up my Bible and encouraging or challenging people with the word of God. So not like Mm -hmm. what I say or not even like my life experience, but like, Hey, this is what the word of God says. And this is like what he's done in me with it. And, um, and so I think just like, yeah, in short, just helping people know, love and follow Jesus. And, Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's like different ways to do that, but I think God is even like growing my passion for that. And specifically right now it's like in college ministry. Yeah. Uh, like with, um, yeah, men and women in college, but also has given me a vision for wanting to continue to do it. Mm. Like, like maybe I'm not in college ministry or like working in college ministry one day, but I would love to keep just, um, helping people walk with Jesus in whatever way that God allows me to do that in church, whether that's on leadership or like if I'm not on leadership anymore and just like in the body of Christ. Like, so yeah, super passionate about that. And yeah, would love to continue doing that. And he's given you such a gift in the way that you are able to encourage and challenge people with the word. Mm. Like even just in my own life, I, can just think of so many times that you do it so gently and mm. humbly and which is clearly just the spirit working through you that you just point us back to the words that are alive and active. And you're yes. like, listen, I don't have much, I don't have much to offer. Here's God's word that yes. actually will renew your mind, change yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Which is so fun because it was in college. I never opened up my Bible, yeah. literally never until I think, mm, senior year junior senior year of college probably really senior year and so it's like so sweet to even like give god the glory for that Mm -hmm. of like i'm so thankful that like i actually started because i think for a long time i thought like well i just don't i don't have any desire to read it Mm -hmm. and so i'm gonna wait like praying for god to give me that desire when i realized like oh god never says like, I'm going to give you this desire and then you'll you'll read whatever. But it's Jesus says what you treasure, your heart will follow in it. Mm. So treasure my word first, like obey and just read it and your heart's going to fall. Like, and that's what God has done in my life. Like, yeah, I just love the word of God and, and I've loved getting to know it more and know my God more. And like, And, and then like help other people know him through his words, not what I think about him, but what his word says about him, which then what it says about us and who we are in him. And and so it's like, so fun. Cause it's like, wow, God. Yeah. I used to never read the Bible. (laughs) It reminds me of a quote that I love that I think of so often that is, um, 
you hunger for what you feed on. Yeah. Some days you're going to, or probably when you start, you're going to have to wake up and say, okay, I'm going to read my Bible. Because guess what? The more you feed on it, I'm sure you found however many years. Now I'm like, I wake up and I'm so excited to Mm -hmm. be in his word. Granted, do I still go through seasons where I'm like, oh my gosh, I know I I need, I know it's going to um, not return void and still Mm -hmm. do something even when it, Mm -hmm. the the last thing I wanted to do was Mm -hmm. maybe read my Bible. But I've found personally, pretty yeah. much like you just said, yeah. gosh, and that goes along with anything. When I'm hungering on other things, I need, I want those things. I want yes. more social media. I want more Netflix or whatever yeah. it is. And so it's sweet to see him uh-huh. have us, allow us to treasure yeah. his word because we decided, nope, you said this, I'm going to obey you and meditate mm-hmm. and read your word. Totally. And then he shifts our heart because of his word that is alive and yes. active. Hebrews, yeah. baby. Yeah. Sharper than any double-edged sword. Yeah. So good. Okay. Tell us about your job mm. slash ministry um, and kind of a week in the life of Abby. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So like I said, I um, work for the college ministry that I was a part of um, during my time at Iowa State. And so I um, am a ministry leader for um, SALT staff, um, a little bit about Salt Company is, uh, we are a college ministry, a part of a local church. So we actually have a greater network of churches um, that all uh, have a vision to reach the next generation through college students. And so, um, which makes sense that like, it's the ministry that I went to in college. And yeah. uh, even though I've graduated from college, sometimes it feels like I haven't <laughs> <laughs> because I'm always walking around campus or like meeting yeah. up with college students, whatever. And so, yeah, so I, um, yeah, am so thankful and feel super humbled to get to do what I do because, um, yeah, basically what we do on SALT staff is um, pretty much just reach college students at the university that we're at. So the university that I focus on is University of Minnesota in the Twin Cities. Go Gophs. If you um, go to the U and you're in college, connect with Abby. <laughs> Seriously, no joke. Oh, okay. yeah. And so if you fun. need to find her, you can come to me and I'll send you oh, her Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yes. So pretty much uh, a big uh, something that I do on staff is just discipling women and do that through a couple different ways. I lead something called a, a D group or a discipleship group, which is basically in our ministry, we do like a big there's like a big gathering on Thursdays that's just salt company. And then we also do something throughout the week that's called connection groups. Um, and that's pretty much where we have connection group leaders that are student leaders in our ministry that, that lead these smaller groups throughout the week where basically they just, yeah, together, uh, do life together. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's a space for them to like ask questions, talk about the sermon from Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, even just like learn from each other, how to walk with Jesus, open up their Bibles, read them together, whatever. And so yeah. one of my favorite parts about my job is just getting to disciple the people who lead our connection groups, our yeah. student leaders, which is so fun. Um, mm-hmm. And then also just like, yeah, thinking um, about how can we keep reaching students at the university of Minnesota? Um, like, normally we send students overseas, which might look different this year because of our current circumstances. But like we send students overseas on mission trips. I went on one of those as a student. Um, And just like, yeah, all the, there's like a lot of, it's, it's hard to encompass. I feel like what 
my job is because yeah. there's a lot of life different mixed things. In with like it's yes. Like life. Yes. Yeah. 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 But it's been, it's been really even fun. So this will, oh gosh, this, this is my fourth year. I think, yeah, my fourth in year the, do, in ministry, yeah, yeah. doing ministry. And, um, yeah, even I feel like God has like done a lot in me and even just like growing, even just like leadership teaching me mm-hmm. how to, like, I feel like my first two years were a lot of just being a sponge. So like soaking things up, learning. Yeah. Um, and then in, I feel like in the last year and a half, God has taught me how to like lead out more. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, I feel like that's, that's my job. But then a week, a oh, week, I- what a week in the life of, of me looks like is, well, Sundays, church. Mm-hmm. So, uh, always start Sundays with church. Uh, if you come to Salt City Church, I'm part of welcome team. So we'll welcome you. It's a wonderful place. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, pretty much like, um, I usually use Sundays as like a planning week, planning my week, scheduling things, whatever. And then Mondays, our staff team does something called family lunch. Um, mm-hmm. if you do, if you have Love a staff that. team, I don't care if you're in ministry or not, you should do family lunch. That's awesome. And if you eat lunch together, just call it family lunch because yeah. it's fun. But we do like a family lunch and then I'm usually, you know, kind of doing more like admin, those kinds of tasks, like getting things mm-hmm. done, prepping for then my Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to probably look more like, um, if I have to prep content for something or yeah. lots of meetups with like maybe freshmen or girls in my D groups or mm-hmm. just other students in salt company that have reached out, whatever. Um, and so a lot of like meeting up with people, um, or like having my D group or, um, prepping what we need for Thursday salt company, or if we've got overseas coming up or fall retreat Mm -hmm. or kickoff, it just kind of depends on the season. So yeah, I feel like there's like bones to my week but then also it kind of just looks different depending yeah. on and everything looks different now because of hashtag COVID-19 yeah. but yeah yeah so what do you feel like are the hardest parts about your mm, job yeah I think I, I would probably say that something that anybody who maybe works in ministry or even just like counseling or jobs like that where you're working with people but then also like a big part of my job is literally meeting up with girls Mm -hmm. or people and like um, them just sharing their life with me. Mm -hmm. And, and man, I mean, you live for a couple seconds on this world and you'll find out that it's broken. And there's a lot of like people have gone through hard stuff. And I think that's something that God, um, I mean, I'm in my fourth year, but I feel like he is still teaching me this and still, um, yeah, just chipping away at this in me of like, it's not dependent on me for Mm -hmm. people to change Mm -hmm. or I'm not the healer. I'm not the one to, uh, I need to say the right thing to this person so that they hear this or know this or believe this. And so I think the hardest part is not actually bearing people's burdens on myself alone. Mm -hmm. Like, or like, yeah, walking away and like thinking like, oh man, I should have said this different or I should have. So I feel like God, I think I had a moment a couple months ago. I don't even, I don't even remember exactly what the scenario was, but I think I just had a meetup with somebody that was just like hard. Mm -hmm. And I literally remember laying in my bed 
forcing myself to like confess to God, like, Lord, I, I'm thinking a lot about what I said or mm-hmm. how I think she walked away from that or whatever. Yeah. And I was having to like preach gospel truth to myself, say, God, change doesn't come from me. It's not actually dependent mm-hmm. on me. I care for her a lot, but you care for her way mm-hmm. more. And just because she's struggling, it doesn't mean that you've forsaken her or that yeah. she's not going to be okay, but God help me to remember that. And so I think the hardest part is honestly not um, thinking that I'm their savior or mm-hmm. like, or like bearing those things on my yeah. own, but actually like remembering that, no, the one who does the heavy lifting is Jesus, mm. not me. Yeah. And so I can like carry some of those burdens, but I have to then also go to the foot of the cross and and give them mm. to God. First Peter five, like cast my anxieties on the Lord mm. because he cares for me and these people. And so, yeah. um, yeah, that's something I've continued to have to like teach my mm. like, or like, submit to God's teaching me that. So yeah. What are some of the best parts? Oh, goodness gracious. Just, I mean, there's, there's so many things that are good, but, um, getting to have a front row seat to people coming to know Jesus. Uh, Like, yeah. Yeah. I like feel so humbled to get to do that. Like Mm -hmm. I get to just hear people's stories who, actually went from death to life. Like they were pursuing security, peace, life, joy, satisfaction from all these things, Mm -hmm. but getting to hear how God pursued them and how they've Mm -hmm. now find security, life, joy, peace, Mm -hmm. satisfaction in Jesus alone. And like, oh, it's, it's it's such a gift. It's for sure the best part, just getting to hear and watch people's lives change. Like even last year was my first year working on Salt Staff in, in Minneapolis with Salt City Church. And I remember having this moment. Um, I was reading the Bible with one of the freshmen at the time. She's now a sophomore. She's now in my D group. But um, and her name's Grace. And I remember like reading, reading the Bible with her and just thinking, like, oh, I want to watch you like walk with Jesus for the next three years. And like, mm-hmm. I want to celebrate like you graduating and, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that just like, is such a sweet gift of like, yeah, like I, yeah. I just get to be a small part yeah. in the story, in the grand story of what God is doing in people. Yeah. And that's so fun. Yeah. So that's for sure the best part. Um, and my, my staff team was like really fun. So yeah. I love them a lot. They're amazing. Yeah. So when you love the people you work with and love what you do, yeah, it's like such a gift. Yeah. And so Kind of back to, I mean, I know you guys can't see Abby, but just that she's welling up and, you know, like Mm. just has this ultimate joy coming out of her from getting to witness this. And I was just talking to um, my friend Angie last week. We were talking about how, you know, in his presence is the fullness of joy. And when you're Mm. living out your purpose, you experience, which is to bring him glory yeah. Um. You experience the fullness of joy. So I'm just like looking at you and like, oh my gosh, you're getting to experience the fullness of joy because you're living out why he's placed us all here mm-hmm. to bring him his name, glory. Mm-hmm. So like, it's yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. You obviously have a heart for college students. Um. Maybe mm-hmm. college gals to be exact. Do you mm-hmm. have any encouragement for any college ladies out there listening? Maybe they're trying to navigate 
the pressures of college, maybe they're longing to pursue Jesus. Um, yeah, maybe what encouragement do you have for them? Yeah, totally. Um, this is something that my staff jokes with me about, but <laughs> that is just funny because it's just true. If you know me for any amount of time, or if like someone is in my life or we cross paths or talk about Jesus for any mm-hmm. amount of time, I'll probably talk about Psalm 1. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Psalm 1 girl. Love like it. it's my, yeah. one of my favorite passages um, in scripture. And I'm actually just, I just want to read yeah. a little bit of it. Or I'm just going to read it because it's only six verses, but it says, how happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction and he meditates on it day and night. Mm-hmm. He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does, he prospers. The wicked aren't like this. Instead, they're like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand up in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. And I just love, Mm. I love Psalm 1 because it's what it's saying. I love that the psalmist is using um, a tree as the illustration of like, okay, how happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked, stand in the pathway of sinners, sit in the company with mockers, but instead his delight is in the Lord's instruction. So his delight is in God's word, Mm. the Bible, and on it, he meditates day and night and then says, so he's like a tree yeah. who is planted by streams of water. And how how do big gre- big trees grow? Deep roots. Mm-hmm. And so it's saying like, let your roots be in God's word, which is actually life-giving. It, it mm-hmm. gives you yeah. life. And so I just, I love Psalm 1 because like, I'm a big, if, I mean, hopefully my dear girls would even say this, that mm-hmm. I talk about this a lot of like, it is the small decisions of being faithful and choosing to find your delight in God's word and choosing yeah. to like walk in the light. That's how you end up being a big, strong oak tree. Mm. Like a tree doesn't just sprout up. If it sprouts up fast, it probably has bad roots. Yeah. Like if you want long branches that cover a lot of ground, mm. you need deep roots. And mm. so I love just that picture. And so I think like what I encouragements that I would give to not only college females, but guys too, or anyone is like, make the like day to day decisions to be faithful and honestly choose to follow Jesus in a lifetime of that is going to make you be the big oak tree. So like, even when I think about my life and when I, if you've ever heard of like the gravestone question, like, what do you want written on your gravestone? Mm -hmm. is like, I want people to say like, oh, she was a woman of faith. Mm -hmm. Like my vision for my life is like, I want to be that 88 year old grandma who Mm -hmm. lives life on her knees. Because even at age 88, when she's done a lot, when life has like a lot of life has happened and probably ups and downs, she still believes that the Lord is good Mm -hmm. and believes that God's word is true. But that can't, I can't be 88 year old grandma on my knees if I don't choose him today yeah. and tomorrow and mm-hmm. the next day. And so I would say just like encourage people to, yeah, be faithful and to remember that in your faithlessness, God is all the more faithful. And um, so, yes, love Psalm 1. <laughs> I, I'm i pretty, I'm 99% sure this is you, that 
Um, I, maybe it was last year, a couple of years ago that we talked about second Timothy four, seven, I've fought the good fight. I've finished yes, the race. I've kept that's the what, face. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you totally encouraged me in that pretty mm-hmm. much what you just said. You said to me then that you're, that you want to get to the end of your life saying I've, I've finished the race. I've yeah. stayed faithful and chosen every day. Yes. It's, you know, at when it's not just, a you know, I hope I make it a couple more years. It's like, no, I no. like, I want to, um, and I'm gonna have to choose consistently to yeah. open up the word every day, be on my knees every day. Oh yeah. If I do want to finish this yes. race, cause it's hard. Oh, totally. Yeah. And to even like embrace my limitations, yeah. like, like, even though I know Jesus and like know the gospel mm-hmm. and am pursuing him, like, I also know my still humanity and yeah. sinfulness and brokenness that is still there and so it's like, yeah, I realized that I need to, you never graduate from the gospel. Yeah. So I don't care if, if you are, have been walking with Jesus for 35 years, if yeah. you're 62 and you never graduate from gospel, you need it as much today yeah. as you did the first time you placed your faith. And it may be actually more because yeah. you, you realize more and more how yes. much you have zero to offer yes. and that you can't do it. Yeah on your own yes. and you have, yes. you literally are so dependent yeah. on him. Yes. And so it's like, man, God, I need you to keep humbling me mm-hmm. to remind me that I, that I need you and Lord, by your grace, will I get to actually fall on my knees before you one mm-hmm. day and you can say, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. But that's not going to happen in a second. Yeah. God's too kind to microwave your faith. He wants to put you in a crock pot. It's going to yeah. take longer. <laughs> I love that. What type of season would you say you're currently in? Yeah, an interesting one. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yes. Like, what the heck? Global pandemic. Yeah. Election. Just yeah. life. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think. I think that I'm in a season where, um, God has been again. He's. This is not the first time he's taught me this, but <laughs> just like, uh teaching me about my dependence on him. And, um, so I feel like in this season, so I'm, I'm thinking about honestly, like COVID like Mm -hmm. March until now where God has been revealing to me how much I need him. So I feel like in this season, my my so our need for God, our, our need to depend on him never actually changes. We are always dependent on God and need to be dependent on him. But I think in the season, my awareness of mm. my need for God has has heightened. Like mm. I realized, like, wow, yeah, Lord, I really need you. But that actually, you knew that that's never changed. Yeah. But like by the by, your grace and kindness, I'm realizing mm. how much I actually need you. Yeah, and and I think that's just come from like COVID. So uh, you heard me mention it before. I love my family a lot, and through past like um, just like seasons of suffering, God has my family used to be a really big idol in my life. And he has, um, just like taught me in the past, Hey, don't white knuckle grip anything but me because everything else is fleeting. Mm. And, and I think often I look back on that, like, Oh, God did that and taught me those things. Mm. So I'm, but I'm good now. I've learned it. And I feel like he's humbled me in this season to be like, Abby, you're, you still do it. You still believe you still forget that I'm in control and that you can trust me. And so I feel like in this season, God's loosened my grip that I've put on my family, which is even forcing me to repent of my fear of Mm. like, what if my mom gets sick? They're both immunocompromised. Like, or, or what if this happens? And 
God's just, again, brought me to repentance of like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta trust me. And, um, and then even just like in my job with everything has changed. Um, how do you do ministry when you can't be with people? Like yeah. funny, but <laughs> so God, I think has even just been bringing our staff as a whole to like, I think we've talked about prayer as a staff team and prayed more this year than yeah, wow. even last year. Like, wow. and so that's been really sweet of just, yeah, I think God bringing us all literally to our knees, uh, mm-hmm. to teach us. Uh, to depend on him and to even um, not only believe it like with head knowledge, but like actually know it in our gut mm. and live like it of like, oh, you are the one that does the change. You are the one who brings the people. You are the mm. one who provides, not yeah. us. It's And so I think he's just, yeah. And this season has been teaching me how to trust him and um, yeah, in my personal life and in my work life. Wow. Like, yeah. yeah so that's awesome. So just having gotten to walk through different seasons in your life with you, you've had some really, really tough Mm. seasons of suffering. Um, Would you be willing to tell us about a season of suffering in your life Mm -hmm. and how you saw the Lord show up in it? Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Um, I think that, I mean, for the most part, like, I mean, you know, Mads, like I, up until summer before senior year of college, I would have never said that anything like big rough had happened in my life. Like I would have, I mean, there's obviously like little things that are hard, whatever, but I would have never said like, Oh, I've had a time of life that I've suffered or hurt, whatever. Um, and it was, so I would say the first time that I actually like, yeah, learned how to suffer and actually like, just like go through, um, something that was like pretty difficult was, um, the summer before my senior year of college that lasted until, um, end of year of my first year out of college. Um, and so pretty much to make a long story semi short is, um, so that summer before my senior year, I went overseas on a mission trip with Salt Company and, um, my, I had left knowing that my uncle was battling cancer. Um, he was actually staying at my parents' house, my uncle David, great, mm. great man. And, uh, I left knowing that he was in his battle and, um, it was a month in to, um, my trip overseas that I found out that my uncle had passed away. And that was, if you, it's funny looking back. I mean, I just kind of like, got a little teary eyed earlier in this podcast. And it's funny to think about Abby pre overseas, never cried. I like really didn't cry that often because I think you were the rock of your family and you like held true to that or like you, you thought that was your job. Yes. I totally wasn't that, but I played that role because I thought that I had to be that. And so I just, for a lot of years taught myself how to not cry and Mm -hmm. to be strong for everybody else basically. Um, and so definitely like when you're overseas, in the middle of a country where nobody speaks your, I mean, people speak English, but like there was three other Americans here that I'm close with my team Mm. just felt like it was the very first time where God Mm. literally was like, I'm going to teach you how to be weak Mm. and let yourself be weak. So I remember like, I wanted to go home so bad, but part of me wanting to go home was I want to be there for my mom. I want to be there Mm. for my dad. I want to be there for my family. I like, 
want to be the shoulder that they can cry mm-hmm. on, whatever. But it was in like overseas that I literally couldn't leave. I was in the middle. I was sitting in my hotel room by myself. I remember Bible open, just weeping, like actually like, I think for the first time letting myself even. So that was the very first time that God taught me how to be weak. And it's kind of funny because, um, even the rest of that summer, I feel like God was teaching me how to lead with a limp. Like I was the team leader for my team. And I just felt like, Mm. man, I need to be strong for them again. Like I can't, Mm. I can't. And my team was so gracious to even, uh, participate with God in teaching me like, Abby, actually the best way you can lead us is to lead with a limp and like, be, be honest about how you're hurting. And, Mm. and so, um, by the end of the summer, God had like done a lot, taught me things, but I for sure was like ready to go home Mm -hmm. and just be home. And pretty much, um, basically, I had come home from my overseas trip. Um, Even the two weeks before coming home, I had found out that like my sister was pregnant. She wasn't married. Told me on the phone, like, hey, I'm pregnant and I'm going to get married in four weeks or five, whatever it was. And I was like, okay, like, man, again, I was like, I want to be home to be with you to whatever. And then I, the day after I got home, um, I had found out that my parents had separated while I was overseas So basically came home to just honestly like a broken family and like things were totally different. And, um, Matt, yeah, just even remember seeing you at the airport when I came home and you had known and, but you knew I didn't know. (laughs) That was terrible. (laughs) Um, yeah. And so just had, yeah, found that out. And that was like, whoa, I mean, when your family is everything to you and then when your family is not the same, it's like, oh man, I, I'm rocked. Okay. And then it was just like, like sister got married. Um, and then my grandpa suddenly, uh, had passed away. Um, poor Maz was also there when that happened. And then, and then it was just like, oh, that same summer, um, before had also like, um, or that during that same time, I found out a girl that I worked on staff with had cancer. And then one of my best friends in college found out that her mom had cancer. And then I found out that two of my uncles, um, also had gotten diagnosed with cancer. And then, so pretty much all of these, it was just felt like snowball after snowball after snowball of thing happening, whatever. And then the kind of the climax of it all was um, in May. That So that was my senior year. Just like, again, God had first taught me how to be weak when I was overseas. Then all this stuff had happened. So just like learning. And then um, end of the year, end of my senior year. So I graduated, went to California because my one of my brothers was getting married Um uh, pretty much that week before, uh, we were there for just before the wedding and me, my mom, my dad, and two of my brothers had gone to a beach, just like hang out, whatever. Um, and pretty much while we were there, um, we started playing soccer and had been playing soccer for like maybe two minutes. And I just look over, my dad had collapsed. My brothers were like running towards my dad. And, um, my dad was just like convulsing, um, like eyes rolling on the back of his head, foaming at the mouth, like obviously not in a good place. And I just remember like screaming for my mom to come. And, um, uh, my brother had started doing CPR on my dad, like right away. But, um, I just like, remember the look on my, my mom's a nurse and she's very much the type of like, when we would, things would happen to us as kids, she'd be like, you're fine. Get up. I can very like rub some dirt in it. Keep yeah. going. But I could just tell like, well, probably cause it's her husband. 
And, and also, side note, by the grace of God, my parents had gotten back together mm-hmm. in May and he had like restored their relationship and is like still, but like, so really sweet that they were, um, God had done a lot of healing and reconciliation mm-hmm. in their relationship for the past year. So praise God for that. But then, yeah. So then when this was happening, knew like from my mom, like, oh, this isn't good. So I even just remember being like, mom, like, do you want to pray together? Like, let's pray together. And man, I, I don't even remember what I prayed. It's probably the worst prayer I've ever prayed in my life. Cause I was just in a lot of places, mm-hmm. but um, actually pretty much. So my dad is, is alive. Um, it is a literal miracle that he's okay. So pretty much as this was happening, um, the, the beach that we were on, there's a hotel, um, and it's a pretty well-known hotel. There happened to be a doctor's convention going mm-hmm. on. And so, and these doctors at this convention were on this break and, yeah. So I'm like, this is happening to my dad. And all of a sudden all these people come up with like, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor, mm-hmm. I'm a doctor. And they're like asking us questions. They took over my brother. We're like doing things to him. I don't even know. And then, uh, we found this out later, but also at the same time, uh, lifeguards, when, when they are like on duty, they sit in their little huts. So then on their breaks, they're told to like go walk and jog to like get their blood flowing. So there was a lifeguard who was on a break who happened to run, be running past. He saw my dad collapse, radioed the rescue guys to bring the AED, wow. which is what ended up saving my dad mm-hmm. later on. So all of these things happened where, so then the rescue guys came. I remember seeing them like, then they took over from the doctors and they hooked my dad up, did a test, shocked him. I just remember his yeah. like body being shocked. And, and then they put him on a stretcher, put him in the ambulance, took my mom with them. And then, um, this is all happening. And then my brothers and I were like, Oh, we got to gather all of our stuff and like, just go. And I remember as we're gathering stuff, I'll never forget this lady. I don't even know if I ever told you this, this lady with a hat, a big hat, uh, literally just looked at me and goes, just keep praising God. Just keep praising God. And I remember this because I remember being like, this is so interesting. Like, even if somebody isn't following Jesus, but maybe they just like, associate themselves with Christianity. Everyone will probably say like, Oh, I'm praying for you. Oh, keep praying. But the fact that she just witnessed what I witnessed of like, my dad is obviously not okay. And she told me to praise God. Wow. And sometimes I honestly wonder like, was she an angel? Like, I don't know. I'm just like, who was that? So I will never, I vividly remember that. And I don't even know what I said to her. And then my brothers and I gathered up her things. We're sprinting like, and basically just like get in the car to go to the hospital, not knowing, like I had no idea. I think I texted you yeah. like yeah. something just happened. Please be praying. Yeah. Like, because we literally didn't know. Like I remember mm-hmm. driving on the way to the hospital, like picturing like my brothers walking me down the aisle if yeah, I were to ever yeah. get married or like, yeah. cause it just, yeah. And, um, we get there and, and get in the waiting room waiting for my, still not knowing. And then my mom comes in and is just like crying and like, not knowing what those tears meant, but then finding out that my dad was okay and ended up finding out that like literally, so a heart attack is one thing, but a cardiac arrest is actually like worse than a heart attack because uh, the chances of survival are really low. Like basically you have to get the right care at the right amount of time or else you're done. And so literally, so we found out my dad had, he had to get six stents put in because all of his major arteries were like 95% blocked, if not wow. blocked. So he was a ticking time bomb, yeah. basically. So literally, if if this would have happened anywhere else, mowing the lawn, in the yeah. grocery store, he wouldn't have gotten mm-hmm. the care that he needed and he would have died. And so 
literally it's a miracle that my dad is not only a vegetable or not a vegetable, but like alive. So like, yeah, the way that the Lord orchestrated that. Perfectly. Oh, perfectly. Yeah. So then, yeah, that was, yeah, he ended up getting, that was on Monday. And then he like went to the wedding on Saturday. And, I remember that. that was crazy. Oh, crazy. So super miracle. And then, so then I get home and that was like, I had started on staff. So I graduated, started on staff with Salt Company June 1st. And yeah, honestly, just uh, w- w- first month of what ended up being the hardest six to 12 months of my life. I basically came back from that and was really messed up. Honestly, like, um, I just had, I had a lot of PTSD. I mean, you witness somebody, it was just a weird thing to process of like, so I not only witnessed somebody, um, go through the stages of death, like literally watching the stages of death where he died technically, but then he's alive. So how do you grieve a death that didn't happen? And like, so I literally couldn't be around my dad for months. I like couldn't eat with him because I was so fearful. So there's different babies were a trigger. Old people were, I thought my grandpa was going to die. And then he did die like the next month. So there's just, it's basically a lot of like, the season was a lot of illness and death. And then the, my whole dad thing happening basically just, I had even realized that even in that that year, I thought that I was processing all the things that were happening. But what I realized is like, oh, you know those like nice, those fences that are around dumpsters that kind of make it so like, hey, don't notice that there's a yeah. nasty dumpster here. Yeah. So basically I think the whole year it was like, uncle died, sister pregnant, getting married, having a baby, grandpa died, cancer diagnosis, parents separating, like trash bag, trash bag, trash bag, mm-hmm. where I feel like the thing with my dad was like the very last bag of crap that was like I like was like whoa there's a whole pile of trash here that hasn't been dealt with hasn't been processed and I'm honestly really messed up because of it Mm. and so um I think yeah that was just yeah the God taught me in that season so if you do life for any amount of time uh even if like you've never really gone through a season of suffering yet honestly it's it's not a matter of if you'll suffer, but when you'll suffer. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was like the first time that I had really, there was suffering, but I like, I think what God even taught me in that is like, um, Hey, Abby, my, my power is made perfect in your weakness. Mm -hmm. And actually like, through this pain, I'm going to bring you to places that you've never been before that are going to make you to trust me in ways that you never have before. Mm. And even like made my faith more genuine to me. Cause how can you go through all that and still believe the Bible when it says that God is good and that he's kind and that he's faithful and trustworthy. Mm. And, and so I think God just like by the grace of him, instead of going farther from God, he pursued me in my pain and weakness and um, taught me how to depend on him. And like, and so it's crazy now, like that, it was in that season. I've never, that's when God grew deep roots in Mm. me, like again, by his grace, because, because of that. And so now even looking back, if someone, honestly, like if someone was like, hey, Abs, do you want an easy life? that you can coast the rest or would you rather go through seven more of those? I'd say, give me seven Mm -hmm. because like, man, that's when I, 
that's when I had to believe. And that's when, like, I even, I even tried running from God multiple times, but again, he provided and was faithful to me in my faithlessness. He was faithful. And so, yeah, that was for sure. Um, just the first time that I had ever really kind of suffered and, um, I'm so thankful for it. Yeah. I didn't deserve that. Like for God to be that kind to us, yeah. to look at me and say like, Hey, you're, you're worthy enough, not because you're worthy, but because of me and what I've done for you. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. What encouragement do you have for someone that maybe mm. is in a deep season of suffering right now? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think I would say it's okay to be weak. Mm. Um, and let people in to your suffering. Like, don't try to do it on your own. Um, I think a, Romans 5 was like my text in mm. all that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because um, Romans 5 says like, um, suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And that hope will not put you to shame. And so it's even like sweet like seeing the order of that, like suffering will produce endurance yeah. because you have to have endurance to endure the length of however long it yeah. is, but endurance, it endurance produces character. And actually the, the word character means um, like it's proving to you the genuineness of your faith. Mm. So it's like the character of your faith. Like, so in the suffering endurance, that's actually going to prove to you the genuineness of your faith, which then moves to hope mm. of like giving me a longing and eternal perspective of like, yes, my hope is not in this world. It's in nothing on this side yeah. of heaven. My hope is in the truth of the gospel that one day Jesus will return. Mm. There will be no death, no more death, no more illness. Yeah. God will wipe away every tear from our eye. Mm-hmm. I actually believe that's true. Yeah. And I long for that. Mm-hmm. And so then I know that I can actually endure this suffering by the power of the spirit within me, because I can look to my father who actually sent his son to suffer the greatest death on the cross for us. And so I can look to God one, knowing that there will be a day that will come where everything will be made new. But in the meantime, I can look to Jesus Mm -hmm. and say, he doesn't, he, he can empathize with me in my weakness. Why? Because he's actually gone through far greater than Mm -hmm. I have. And when Jesus says, follow me, where does he go? He walks to the cross. He literally walks to a path of suffering. Mm -hmm. So he says, follow me as I go to this hill that will be my death. Mm -hmm. But who defeated it? Jesus did. Mm -hmm. And so I can actually reign victorious with him and have hope. So like Romans 5. So I would say, man, if you're in a season of suffering, one, it's okay to be weak. God knows that you're struggling. He doesn't need you to pretend you're not. And he actually, your job as a child of God or somebody that wants to know God is not to try to figure it out on your own, but just admit your weakness and brokenness, but then let other people in on that, which is what I didn't do for many years (laughs) that God taught me to do. So I, that just makes me think of, I think it's in first Peter. I'm trying to find it. First Peter 413, where it talks about, but rejoice in as much as you participate Mm. in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Mm. And just the fact that actually, um, because when we suffer, we get to relate to Jesus just like a little bit, like that's when we, and so like, that's so humbling that, you know, we get to relate to him and 
rejoice as we participate in the sufferings of Christ. Um, and I'm always just reminded of that and how much that just shifts the perspectives of suffering, right? Of like, yeah, oh, I I get to relate to Jesus even just a little bit yes. in our sufferings. Oh, totally. I'm even thinking about you and your like first pregnancy yeah. and like even after like the fear, the fear that you had mm-hmm. of like, what if, what if this happens at birth yeah. of my child or with me or mm-hmm. in like, even I think you, I know that you would say like looking back on that. So thick. Cause I think even what God taught you in that of like, Hey, like I know what that is like. Yeah. I, you're, you're thinking about what if that was my reality when I yeah turned my face from my son. Yeah. <laughs> so they, and so it's just, yeah. yeah. And even you just talking about those deep roots of like, I mean, you've asked me multiple times how this pregnancy is compared to the last one. And I'm like, my roots are so much deeper. It's entirely different. Mm -hmm. But we talk about how if I wouldn't have gone through the first pregnancy and the year after Mm -hmm. and suffered, Mm -hmm. that's what he uses to change us and remind us our dependence, which is what you just said. But it's actually beautiful how he changes our perspective on suffering because we're kind of not looking look looking forward to the next suffering is not the right wording but we're like okay god whatever is gonna come you know when it comes mm-hmm. as you said you're gonna bring change and mm-hmm. you're you're gonna bring your name more glory and you're gonna sanctify me yes. more i won't walk out of that season unchanged um because you're you're proving the genuineness of my faith god you're totally. you're, you're bringing me more hope yeah. And it's like, man, I'm so thankful that I'm not the hero of my own story, Yeah, but that Jesus is. Like, yeah. even it's like, I feel like even when I talk about those seasons or like even things that God has, yeah, just done, I'm just like, I always want to make Jesus the hero because he is. Yeah. Like, man, <laughs> wouldn't I, I want to be where I am. Yeah. If it weren't for yeah. the grace of God. Totally. <laughs> Okay, so kind of shifting gears, mm-hmm. um, I wanted us to just talk about our friendship a little bit, just mm-hmm. because I want us to be able to encourage other gals or guys in friendships, um, just because friendships, and honestly, relationships just with anyone, are hard. Um, but I just want to talk about how how they are worth fighting for, and just how, I mean, yeah, your relationships aren't going to be all sunshine and roses, because... The reality is that we're <laughs> sinful humans. Wait, you're saying that this hasn't been such a roses? You're like, wait, I missed that. I thought, I thought this was the From my side? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so a little bit of a long story short, and Abby, you can chime in on this yeah. too. Abby and I um, used to be, hashtag blessed, used to be pretty <laughs> poor communicators with each other. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say, so we were, we were, best friends in high school. I mean, I look back and I'm, you know, I use that loosely, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. but yeah. I mean, um, best <laughs> friends in high school into college. Um, but I would say we, we both don't really like love to text. We're infamous, terrible texters to mm-hmm. probably most people in our lives. If you know me and, um, you know, you can count on a reply and, you know, five to 20 business days if you text me, but well, Abby, she doesn't even like her phone in general. So she takes it to a whole nother level in the best way, honestly. No, I mean, no. Um, but since graduating high school, we've had a long distance friendship because we never, yeah. we've never lived in the same place since high school. <laughs> so sad. Um, I so know. Fun. I know. One day, Omaha 2023. Oh my. In our post, 
college friendship, we honestly lacked communication pretty badly. And to yeah. sum up a long story, and you can kind of fill in a few oh, of the, the details, we mm-hmm. ended up both hurting each other through our lack of communication and kind of got to a point where honestly it felt like our friendship was crumbling a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Fill in a few of the, I don't know. Yeah. Things. I mean, for sure. Lack of communication of even like, I mean, even this, so the season that I just talked about of where I was just like hurting a ton because of things, uh, Maddie knew about that, but then was also hurting in her own life. And just even the lack of communication yeah. of like, I wasn't letting her in because I was just spent. Yeah, totally. But then I also like knew that she was hurting, but knew I wasn't being there for her in a way that I should be. So then I felt guilty, but then didn't pursue yeah. her. And then she was hurt that that I wasn't pursuing her. But then she also felt bad to reach out to me. So she yeah. Like, and then I kind of hit a place that I was like, well, I just am giving up on this a right. little bit. And then, yeah. and, and my heart was not in a good place. And yeah. then, and then Abby was like, Wait, it seems like she's giving up here, so I'm going to, you know, and then yeah. it was, but long story, mm-hmm. super long story short, obviously, I mean, that was over a span of two and a half years. Yes. That was like after post-college to to this last, to a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not that none of our friendship was not genuine. Totally. But yeah. I just, yeah. yeah. We totally cared for each other and still stayed in contact, mm-hmm. but it, there were different points in that where I honestly yeah. had mourned the, the end of like a best friendship or like yes. I was like yes you know what I mean totally oh yeah yeah, yeah. um but long story short we essentially I was in this last November I was in the cities for something and of course wanted to see Abby and <laughs> we both knew that we like kind of needed to talk about yeah. something <laughs> But it was like we just like didn't really want to because honestly too I think it's so easy it was gonna be really easy for me to be like it's fine if this kind of just trickles off because we don't even live anywhere close to each other mm-hmm. or you know like in my head I'm like whatever yeah I maybe I just don't even need to have this conversation yeah and honestly on my end Abby as she just shared she's gone through a lot of suffering her last three years so on my end I'm like ah I don't want to. I'm, I'm just going to pile on trash to this of like, you know, I'm not yeah. trying. I know my friend is hurting and I know she's going through stuff. And, mm-hmm. but I want to share with her how I feel because I'm growing mm-hmm. bitter and growing. Long story short, we had a really sweet conversation in mm-hmm. Minneapolis and basically just both confessed how the other was hurting each other, even though we totally knew that was never the other's intention. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but we basically just said sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I don't know about your end, but I remember like trying to find ways where, cause it, you literally got on a plane yeah. after, after our conversation. Yeah. So there was like a small window. Of, like, there was a small window. We had like yes. two, a couple, cause you had church that morning well, out for two days. Yes. You, you came to church at Salt City. Yeah. Sundays are like yeah, work day, work I mean, day. Yeah. So I feel like I, I remember being like, do I have something scheduled? Like, can totally. I? Because I knew that we were supposed to talk, and I just, yeah, the sin in me, like my flesh, wanted to avoid yeah. and classic seven, like yeah. numb the pain. No pain, like this is great, whatever. But thankfully, you, I feel like you were probably more like pursuing it, of like let's get lunch, and then I was like, okay. And then it's so funny. We, I feel like when I look back, like we both know when we're not okay. Like, yeah. but then if we like both push through and like ignore it, like, but like I, I can like picture, I think you're wearing a yellow shirt. 
Yeah. Like I remember seeing you and could, it's in our eyes when we yeah. see each other, like we're not okay, yeah. but we bo- haven't talked about it, whatever. Yeah. So then, yeah, in that conversation, I mean, you just confessed like, like how you've been hurt and how you have been angry and, yeah. and upset. And, and that's kind of hardened heart and like mm-hmm. how, like your perspective of like what's happened and yeah. how you've been hurt by it. And then, then I like, also shared and yeah i mean i remember tears yeah and even just lies we both were believing yes about each other because yes. of yeah because of it and so i feel like the conversation was like really good because i think it was the first time that we were both like really honest yeah. about how we had been feeling and even yeah. like what what had gone on over mm-hmm months of unchecked like yeah. hurt and pain years but, yeah 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 and and so it was just really it was a really yeah. good and like and i had me i've talked about this with maddie but like my mom uh shout out mama gons because she everyone. from the beginning was always like maddie's gonna be a forever friend um the thing that unites you both is your love for jesus which again is so funny looking back yeah. on us in high school yeah. and even college we whatever we, yes. yeah so funny but um like fight for that friendship you'll yeah. want to keep her in your life like because i talked to my mom about everything and she knew yeah. it and was like no you want to fight for it and mm-hmm. so i think like even just our conversation was us like doing that and and fighting for our friendship, but we both had to humble ourselves first to yeah. like get there. And so yes. even when I look back, I'm like, uh, the only thing like I credit this friendship to God yeah. because the thing that unites us is actually our relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And like, cause we would not be able to humble ourselves, no. extend grace, yeah. patience, kindness, assume the best of one another. Yeah. If it weren't for the spirit in us yeah. convicting us and like it's it's god who's united yeah. us and kept this thing yeah what it is honestly and so and i think like leaving that conversation we decided at the end like the two things we decided like we want we communicated to each other like what our expectations were so i mean obviously yeah. we lived six we live six hours away and life is obviously busy for everyone yep. and um it was great to communicate clearly like, here's expectations that we want to have on even communication. Like, okay, so let's lay these out, you know. And yeah. then another one um, that you have been talking about a lot is we decided to assume the best of each other from mm-hmm. here on out. Like, unless yeah. one of us came to the other and did tell us that something. My child is yelling in the background. It's fine. <laughs> I wonder if you can hear it. He's well, so cute. <laughs> um, and... But yeah, because so many times, actually, when I feel like conflict arises because of our assumptions, because yep. of our sinful assumptions and and lies that the enemy is strategically feeding. And so that's been huge that, oh, my gosh. And, and I mean, that can go into any relationship you have with anyone. Gosh, let's leave here assuming the best that you mm-hmm. truly care for me, mm-hmm. even when you have a busy, really busy month or that mm-hmm. you let's always assume yeah. the best. and. You would kind of mentioned that that was from. Oh, yeah. First Corinthians 13. So it says, I mean, this people probably know this text, even just from like weddings and stuff. But yeah. it says like, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. Um, it 
love bears, endures all things, hopes all things, uh, believes all things. And so I think like even that's like, okay, loves, believes all things. It, Mm -hmm. it assumes the best of people, which I think like that wasn't happening before. Like, yeah, I would, if Maddie didn't text you back after I had not texted her back for probably like 10 years, (laughs) um, I would like think like, Oh, she's mad or like, or or she, she needs something that I can't give or like, and so I think just even like looking to the word of God and saying like, okay, uh, yeah, love, this is what love is. And actually how we can like flourish in our friendship is to choose to die to self every day. And, um, yeah, yeah. Find our like ability to like keep enduring our friendship through Christ. And so, so I just want to encourage whoever, you know, out there that maybe they're struggling with a friendship mm-hmm. or long distance friendships. We maybe feel long, you. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> we too. Or maybe there are people you see a lot, but like fight for those Yes, and humble yourself and take ownership, but also maybe just humble yourself and apologize and just mm-hmm. pursuing, assuming the best and just pursuing them because gosh, it's so easy to get a hardened heart towards someone, just write them off. Yeah. And leave them and say whatever, but actually you're bitter. If you're leaving a relationship just with a super hard, bitter heart, I'm 100% sure that's not what God had for you. Totally. Ever. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to get really practical, so a helpful tool um, is actually this tool that, I mean, when I talk about it, I'll say, like, it's called, like, checking your assumptions. Yeah. So that's really helpful because often people are like, I don't know how to, like, man, I don't know how to... Uh, talk to this person about this mm. conflict or thing. Yeah. Do I just say like go up to them? It feels awkward, whatever. So checking your assumptions is a really helpful tool because, mm. like, let's say that something happens with me and Maddie. Like, yeah. Like it just seems like she's mad at me for some reason. I'm like, yeah. she was really short, whatever. Yeah. So checking assumptions would basically be me going to Maddie and saying like, Mad's like, uh, can I check an assumption with you? Yeah. Hopefully you'd say like, yeah, yeah. go for it. And I'd be like, okay. So earlier, like when I was talking to you, you seemed like really short yeah. and kind of distant. And from my end, it seems like seems like you're mad at me or that something is like something I did something to make you mad. Like, is that true? And that gives Maddie the opportunity to one, this yeah. is the more fun one, be like, <laughs> no, it had nothing to do with yeah. you. Like, oh, I've just had like a a hard day yeah. and I'm tired. Like I'm totally. so, like, no, 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 whatever. Or she could say, Yeah, actually, like I was short because this happened before and, and yeah. I was hurt by it. Yeah. And and so I think that is a helpful way to help people know how to go about not ignoring conflict, yeah. basically like embracing really it to say That's like, helpful. hey, let me check my assumption. Because yeah. my assumption was that you're peeved at me. Yeah. But that might not actually be true. So I yeah. think that's even like a practical way to live out this text of First Corinthians 13 that says, um, love believes all things. So I'm yeah. going to believe the best of you. Yeah. Actually that... That you weren't yeah. intending to hurt me in that, but let me check my assumption yeah. and just have a conversation. Totally. So I think that's even honestly yeah, that's like super helpful. What we did. <laughs> that is really honestly what we did. I mean, I can think of four of my closest friends, Abby being one of them, that in each of them we have mm. had and gone through and mm. dealt chose to d- deal with conflict yeah. head on. Yeah. Rather than just let it 
oh, brush off the shoulder, maybe grow bitterness or maybe not just be as with close with them anymore. Mm-hmm. And those four friendships are such deep friendships yeah. because we can yes. be honest and we both can choose to pursue Christ, humble ourselves and hopefully, yeah, apply that scripture and uh-huh. apply. And those are some of my deepest friendships because yes. that's just real life. Guess what? I'm sinful. I'm going to hurt the people around me at, mm-hmm. at some point um, and, and vice versa. But yeah. choosing, deciding to stay, pursue them with love and grace and humility. Mm-hmm. And and that's not to say that sometimes God will close doors to friendships for a certain right. reason. That's not to say you have to be best friends with everyone and, and deal with blah, blah, blah. You know, that's yeah. not what I'm saying. But I mean, ask the Lord for discernment that, hey, are you calling me to pursue this friendship and humble myself and have a conversation and deal with this Mm -hmm. conflict Um, because chances are he has like healing and restoration, which this last year of friendship has been our sweetest one ever. Praise the Lord. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And that's like, that is displaying the gospel to one another to say like, oh, I'm going to die to myself and my own needs and desires, but actually extend grace and forgiveness to you when maybe you don't deserve it. But I'm going to give it away anyways because of my understanding that I have been given forgiveness yeah. and grace when I don't deserve it. Yeah. It's like, if you bring yourself to the feet of the cross, yeah. <laughs> there's no way you can't be humbled in right. that. Cause it's like, who am I to, to hold this yeah. anger and not and extend grace when it's and, like, yeah. why do I think I can do that with Maddie yeah. when I am the worst of sinners and God has yeah. extended forgiveness and grace on me. Yeah. So out of an understanding and actual belief of what Jesus has done for me, I can then extend forgiveness to you, which is yeah. explain the gospel to you. Yeah. To say, Mads, I love you. Yeah. Like, I forgive you. Yeah. Yeah. So. I love that. Okay. So backstory on this question. I love how kind the Lord is to encourage us just through random things and random people in our lives <laughs> and things that they say or tell us, even when they don't even really know it. And I think it was like over a year ago on a random weekday. Really? <sighs> yeah. I had FaceTimed you early in the morning. We chatted shortly and... I just asked you, you know, what is the, what's the rest of your day look like? And you had said that your boss, your pastor, Drew, um, had instructed the whole staff to go read and reflect on John 15 the whole day or for a couple Mm -hmm. hours or whatever. And I was just like, shoot, well, I'm just going to join in on that because I know this Drew guy is pretty great slash smart (laughs) from the things you told me about him. (laughs) And I haven't told you this until this moment, but I think about John 15 almost every day Whoa. since that, since we had that short conversation and mm. I went and meditate on it. And the Lord mm. has totally used that chapter to shift so many mm-hmm. things in my doer mm. checklist, do the, do the things yeah. heart. Yeah. Um, so John 15 is about abiding in Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I just want you to share a little bit about what has abiding in Christ looked like in your own life. Yeah, totally. So John 15, Jesus is the vine. So <laughs> gold. Yeah. So if you read it, you'll see it say abide or remain like a bajillion times. And um, yeah, so pretty much like the whole every, so we do staff day away once a month and the whole theme of it is John 15, abide in Christ. And so mm-hmm. that can look different. Like it, it can actually be lived out in a lot of different ways. So like even Drew will say like, um, obviously like 
read your Bible and hopefully like yeah. ultimately let's rest in Christ and in God's word, but also like enjoy him today. Yeah. That's like part of it. Like just enjoy Jesus. So maybe that's go on a walk, listen to music, yeah. or like we will often like go to a park and we'll get coffee before and then like okay. walk around, whatever. And the whole thing is to to rest and enjoy Jesus. And so and what he'll I remember one of the first staff day ways that I did with our staff, he said like we do this because if you're not doing John 15, if you're not abiding in Christ, who is the vine, then nothing that you do matters. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I don't care if you're like having a fruitful ministry, but you're not actually abiding in Jesus. Yeah. Then what that stuff doesn't matter. You yeah. need to abide yeah. in Christ. And so, yeah, it's been really sweet because even, even with my job, like literally we just had a staff day away in um, October and we had this like, a uh, thing that I was planning for that was like, uh, yeah, it was like the week of or like the week before. And I like felt stressed that we had a staff day away because I needed to do, things to do. Yeah. And it's always like when I feel most stressed about the fact that we have a staff day away on Monday, that's when I'm like, oh, I probably yeah, need this the that. most. <laughs> yeah. And so I think like for me, just like practically what um, abiding in Jesus has looked like, well, is first like just in his word, like resting in the word of God. And I mean, Psalm one, like meditating mm-hmm. on God's word. Like, and so meditate is a big word to just like, basically it's like chew on this, think mm-hmm. about this. And like, maybe in like the world, meditation is empty yourself, but for yeah. Christians, meditation is actually filling yourself mm-hmm. with truth from God. Mm-hmm. And so I think just like, yeah, the best place that I abide in Jesus is just being with him and his word in whatever mm-hmm. that I'm reading. Um, if you've maybe are not familiar with the Bible, the whole Bible preaches Christ, like everything mm-hmm. in it, which is kind of crazy. If you know some of the maybe kind of weird things, they're yeah. like, what is that? But like everything points to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I would say like first, just like resting in him in his word and mm-hmm. in prayer, um, just like, yeah. And one of my favorite things to do as actually talking about this on the way up here um, is like, I love praying the Bible, um, which is like um, basically like letting God's word shape and influence my prayers to him. Mm-hmm. So praying the Bible is like, okay, let's say like, I even just take a text like Psalm one, mm-hmm. uh, like how happy is the one who does not uh listen to the to the advice of the wicked or, or yeah. walk in or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company with mockers but his lies in the lord like okay lord i confess that like yeah. i often delight in in things that aren't you and i'm mm. not finding my delight or joy in you but i'm actually mm. and so praying the bible is just letting god's word like convict you and confess or and so i love it because in praying the bible like my desires become or his desires become my desires Mm. in that and so yeah i think those are just like yeah two ways that like i abide in him but then also like god's gives every everything we have is a good gift from the lord yeah um and so actually part of the way we can like abide in christ is even just to enjoy him like delight in the good gifts that he's given us so like Usually at staff day ways, I'll like read a book that I yeah. like that I just like want to read or yeah. I'll walk around and yeah. like listen to music that I love or yeah. eat good food, yeah. drink good coffee, those yeah. kinds of things. So yeah. When I think about John 15, something 
that pastor at my church, Andrew, has made an uh, analogy to is like he compares a Christmas tree, a beautiful Christmas tree to a a real tree. And that Mm. when actually as Mm. Christians, um, sometimes even the pressure that we feel or to do, 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 we're like a Christmas tree. And it's like, well, you know, I led city group, put the ornament on. Yay. Like, oh, it's Mm -hmm. really beautiful. I Maybe all these good things, right? Mm -hmm. I I did these. Mm -hmm. I did this. But at the end of the day, if I'm not remaining in Christ, I'm I'm just a Christmas tree. I'm not mm. I'm I'm fake or I'm mm-hmm. I'm not I'm I don't have deep roots that are in yeah. Christ and him bearing fruit. Whereas it's about the external. It's about the external, yeah. yeah. But when I abide and remain in him, he's the one that bears this good fruit that comes out on me. So I don't have to put on the ornaments. I naturally yeah. And so joy-filled and longing to yes. serve my city group. I'm yes. longing to read his word because yes. he's doing that in me. Yeah. Because I'm yes. just resting and abiding oh, in him. totally. You yeah. know, and, and that just like helped so many things click in my head. Yeah. But just the verse that stands out in John 15 for me is, apart from Christ, I can do nothing. Right. Apart from him, I can do no. nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. I feel like that just like flashes in my head every day too of yes. like, no, it's, it's not about do, do, do. It's about abiding and resting and enjoying him. And mm-hmm. he is the one that bears the fruit out of you. Mm-hmm. He is the one that produces the fruits of the spirit. That's totally. him. Yes. I'm not going to muster up yes. gentleness. I'm yes. actually going to muster up snarkiness right. like yeah. every time. Yeah. Like who's doing the work in John 15? it's jesus yeah. it's the vibe <laughs> yeah. like even like literally all your job cling to it yeah like, so it's like it like a branch just even thinking about a branch on a tree how does it grow out and how does it bear fruit it's one job just source yourself yeah. from the actual thing that will give you life yeah and that's the same with us of like wow yeah my job is to cling to jesus yeah. and to yes do nothing apart mm. from him so you're not going to do that, right? So confess. Like yeah, repentance right. is what brings us back to God. Mm. And so it's like, yeah, Lord, I I repent of how I'm not. Like yeah. I'm not actually abiding yeah. in you. How often I look to other things to give yeah. me life and to, and I want to staple on fruit in my yes. life, but help me to actually come back to you. Remember that you are the source of d yeah. that actually you give me life and you're the one that bears fruit. My, yeah, yeah. my job is to just... Like, remain in you. Remain in you. Yeah. But. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so maybe someone is listening right now that is curious mm. about this Jesus guy that we've committed our entire lives to. Maybe maybe they've grown up in the church and they kind of know, they believe in God. Maybe they don't know at all about Jesus yeah. and that this is intriguing them and they're interested in possibly pursuing Jesus, which P.S. would be the greatest decision you ever make. Um mm. Yeah. Where where could they maybe start in the Bible, um, mm. or maybe where, where could they start? What advice do you have for them? Yeah, I would say, man, if you have any curiosity at all, one just at like yeah. vocalize it mm. and just tell somebody that you know maybe like loves Jesus or yeah. And if you are maybe like even in because I mean, yeah, probably part of the reason why I didn't read my Bible for so long was because. One, I thought that I just knew it. I was like, oh, I know all these, whatever. Yeah. But also it was like, there's a lot. Like, yeah. it's kind of intimidating. Totally. There's like, where do, where the crud do you start? Yeah. And then it's like, you start in Genesis and you're like, what is what? this? Yeah. Wait, what's happening? Yeah. So I would say, 
probably where I would, if someone's never read the Bible before and they want to start, I would say, read John yeah. first. John is um, one of the gospels. Um, but I've recently reminded, I can't remember who said this recently, but like the book of John answers the question, who is Jesus? Mm, cool. And if you want to read the Bible, well, the Bible all points to Jesus. Yeah. And so it's a great place to start because it just, yeah, answers the well, question, who is Jesus? Yeah. And so I would say, start there. And then yeah. maybe just like ask somebody to read it with you. Yeah. So like one of my favorite things to do is literally just read the Bible with people. Like you totally love it. inspired me oh, in that way. Well, like, it's so f- it's funny. I didn't. I wouldn't even think of it. You know. I'm like, yeah. Oh, that'd be a good idea. <laughs> well, and it's like even to encourage people who maybe do know Jesus and are walking with Him. Like yeah. read the. If people like are asking you about it, offer to read it with them. Yeah. And let that even be a sanctifying experience for you yeah. to remind yourself of the truth of like. Usually I will just straight up tell my girls or like people that I'm reading with in the beginning, like, Hey, just so you know, you're going to ask me questions and I'm not going to know the answer, but I want to like learn with you. And even just like, like any little that I do know, I want to like share that with you or like, man, if there's something that you're curious about that I straight up don't know the answer, like let's, let's learn together. And so I would say like, read it with somebody. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that that like. God's word is powerful. We've even brought up yeah. Hebrews um, earlier of like, like the word of God is um, is sharper than a double-edged sword. Like it's, yeah. it actually, um, it's powerful. Like his word is powerful and it's what like has one of the, the best things that I've done in my walk with Jesus or that I was encouraged to do by other people was just to like open up my Bible and read it. Yeah. And to treasure God's word, Mm. like actually treasure it and just start reading it. And literally God has used his word to change my heart, to love him more and know him more. And, and I would say too, uh, for the people that are first starting to read or people that have, again, you're 61. Yeah. And like, I think my encouragement to both of those people is be a student of the Bible. Mm. I want to be a student of the Bible for the rest of my life. Yeah. Which means that. I can never graduate from the gospel. I can never know enough. And and so I would say, like, embark on the, like, the journey of getting to know the yeah. literal creator of the universe yeah. in his wow. word who's given us access to know him. Yeah. And he already knows you but wants you to be in relationship with him. And so you can ha- you can do that. Yeah. The cre- you're wow. a created thing. Wow. Everybody is created things. We have access to know the creator. Genesis yeah. 1, in the beginning was God. Yeah. And so I think just like it's worth it. Yeah. Embark on the yeah. journey and get to know the creator of the universe who yeah. has not distanced himself from you, but actually made himself new to you through his word. Yeah. That's so good. And if you're listening to this, please always feel free to email me. I say my email. Oh my gosh, she means it. I mean it. Like there would be it would bring me no greater joy than <laughs> for you to reach out and and ask me ask me whatever about the bible and again like i said i may not know the answer there's like a Mm -hmm. great chance i won't answer we'll look for it in the bible and if Mm -hmm. and if we can't find it we will ask someone we trust that Mm -hmm. may know and be able to help us with the answer so or nobody will know maybe the answer and you just have to learn to like (laughs) god build faith in you like live in the mystery because there's a lot of things that we still don't have the answer to but my faith is not in what is seen but it is in what is unseen and god's revealed christ to me in that so i love that (laughs) Okay, last thing. I have a few rapid fire questions. Mm. So, 
keyword rapid. Let's go. Okay, favorite book you've read lately and why? Pursuit of God, A.W. Tozer. Okay. So good. Wow. A.W. Tozer. So in the intro, I usually never read intros, but for some reason I decided to. Amazing. The guy said that Tozer wrote this book on his knees. Well, which you cool. can tell when you read it. It's just mind blowing. Wow. There's many things that I've wow. Read. So very good book. Amazing. Favorite song currently? Um, Do Your Thing. Um, uh, <laughs> if you've been around me, she's the one that got me started. Okay, on that. yes. So the whole album, honestly. So it's it's not technically a current. Like I yeah. like actually who's it? Uh, Peter Cottontail. Okay. So a guy that I work with. He is like just super talented in music. Shout out Isaac. Shout Great out guy. Isaac. But he like he was the one where he like posted about this song. It's the first song the album's called Do Your Thing. Yeah. But the whole album is amazing. But if you listen to the album Catch, that's what it's called. Okay. All caps. Please. Okay. Don't shuffle listen to it. Okay. You need to listen to it in order. It's an amazing album. So fun. Love okay. it. Okay. What is something a lot of people don't know about you? Uh okay, people in my life. That are around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know this, but people that maybe just meet me. I'm the cozy queen. Mm. Wouldn't you say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm the cozy queen. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about yeah. lighting and like yeah. I, I just love to make yeah. spaces Candles, really cozy. cozy. Yes. yes. All yeah. things cozy. So most influential person in your walk with Jesus. Mm, I mean, I have to say Mama Gone. Yeah, like Gons. she's Voices. for sure. Like I wouldn't know Jesus if it weren't for yeah. my mama. Wow. So I would say her and then <clears throat> After that, um, probably, um, I would say Courtney Veer and Kendra Gustafson. Okay. Um, I think those two freaking women awesome. love Jesus and mm. yeah, have walked through hard seasons with them and they, yeah, have been some of the biggest impacts and influences of my faith. So that's awesome. Love them a lot. Best advice you've ever been given. Oh, well, okay. One, pay attention to like when you need to get your oil, oil change in your car, mm. <laughs> like that's just a practical yeah, thing, like helpful. that can ruin your engine. And yeah. then that's, that's a lot good. of money. So that's one. But also, I think I've already said this, like, one of the best things that I've heard is, like, just the language of you never graduate from the gospel, mm. treasure God's word, and be a student of the Bible. Like, I, I would say Jeff Dodge, um, who's one of the pastors in our network, he he has really been the biggest influence in me, like, cherishing the wow. word of God and wanting to be a student of it. Like, the man is so wise and wow. amazing, but his humility when he approaches the word of God and others is incredible. So, wow. yeah. That's amazing. Okay, how can the people listening be praying for you? Oh, that's a very kind question. Um, yeah, I think I think just even for me to continuing to find my refuge in the Lord. Um, so mm-hmm. Psalm 11, I read that earlier this week. And the first, the psalmist, one of the first verses in it, the first verse in it, the psalmist says, I have taken a refuge in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like God used that to just convict me of, mm-hmm how I haven't been taking refuge in him, like mm. whether it's relationships or the news or yeah. literally anything that will distract me. Like, yeah. like I just have been finding my refuge and escape in those things that actually can't fulfill me or satisfy me. And what I actually need is a greater refuge. Mm. I need a greater refuge. And I feel like Psalm 11, the psalmist just reminded me like I've taken refuge in the Lord. And later on um, in, in Psalm 11, it says, the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. And so it's like, okay, as followers of Christ, who do we take refuge in? Mm. The Lord. And where is he? God is on his throne. And so wow. it's like, man, in a season where it's like global pandemic, election, like even, I mean, in Minnesota, our governor just announced more restrictions yeah. that are happening yeah. like this week, whatever. It's like, man, my 
my refuge can't be in a vaccine yeah. or the hope of that. It can't be in a president. Yeah. It can't be in life going back to normal or the way that I yeah. want it to be. Mm-hmm. It has to be in God. And I have to remember that God's on his throne. And so I think just like prayer that like, that wouldn't be just something that I like God's revealed to me this week, Yeah, but that I would continue to like, actually like mm. take refuge in him and, and do that. So, um, yeah, especially with like the holidays coming up, um, yeah, even just knowing that I'm going to go home and be with my family. And I just want to be present and be casting, yeah, yeah anxieties and fears on God. Because sometimes yeah. the holidays are sometimes a trigger totally. of reminding me of, of what has happened yeah. in the past. And so I think just, yeah, prayers for that and for God to, yeah, even just abiding in Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, life is tiring. Yeah, <laughs> and sure. if I'm not finding rest in, in God, then I'm going to burn out quick. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would be great. Well, Abgons, it has been the biggest blessing to be sitting with you in the flesh in my home in Omaha. Um, just getting to spend so much good quality time with you these yeah. last 36 hours. Literally. You blessed me immensely. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful that the Lord put you in my life in oh elementary school, knowing oh. that we'd be sitting here however many years later and that you would be such a pivotal um, piece oh my gosh. and part of my walk with Jesus. So thank you for being here. Oh, I love you so my much. My gosh, I'm humbled and honored and feeling is mutual. Like, <laughs> I mean, you guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably love Maddie and there's a reason for that. So I'm <laughs> like, so yeah, thankful for you. Like I treasure our friendship so much and I'm just thankful for the ways that you encourage and challenge me and God has done a work in you. And that's like, praise the Lord. Like, so I love you. Exactly. I think more than you love me, so what? I feel confident in saying that. What even, what? Sorry, let's end it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, guys, that's where we're ending it. That's not true, but I love you. Okay, oh. okay, we <laughs> Abby is just the wisest soul, and it is truly all thanks to Jesus. You guys, if you've been encouraged in any way today, would you leave a review and or share this podcast with your friends and family? I would be so honored and greatly appreciate it. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Sunny and 65 podcast. I would love to hear from you and connect with you. So feel free to reach out at sunnyand65podcast at gmail.com. As always, go be bold and love big, and we will see you next time. Bye.